0: Today, ATM security experts say we can expect to see schemes that exploit the ATM, such as cash-out attacks, malware attacks, jackpotting, and more traditional attacks like skimming and RAM raids, to continue well into the future. Now ATM manufacturers are working with banking institutions and global law enforcement to not only devise ways to mitigate the fraud risks related to these types of threats, but to also enhance information sharing as well as collaboration. In this first part of a three-part panel interview, Jorg Engelhardt and Nick Bellet of Diebold, Uwe Krause and Bernd Redeker of WinCorp Nixdorf, and Owen Wilde of NCR discuss how the world's leading ATM manufacturers are addressing emerging ATM fraud trends and other security related topics. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. First and foremost, I'd like to thank all of you for joining this call today. And I'd like to just get some perspective from each of you about where we are as far as ATM security and fraud are concerned. While ATM technology has continued to evolve and address risks posed by skimming new attack methods and schemes, all of these things continue to emerge and all of them are present simultaneously. What would each of you say are some of the leading ATM threats that you see facing global banking institutions today? If we can go ahead and start with you, Nick.
1: Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate the opportunity to participate in this discussion today. You know, from our perspective, skimming on the face of the ATM is still a leading issue that we deal with. However, we see as technology is deployed to address that threat, attackers are definitely adapting. Uh, For example, recently we've seen some pin skimmers emerge in the EMEA market. Uh, We've seen some card reader tamper, additional card reader replacement attacks, and also internal malware attacks, exploiting ATM applications and old non-PCI compliant
2: pin pads.
0: And, Jorg, what about from your perspective?
2: I think the key fraud is still with card skimming. If you really follow the latest reports that are on the market, 98% are still with card skimming. And then, you know, as, as Nick mentioned, a couple of other um, are getting more relevant, but big part it's still coming from car skimming.
0: Uwe, at Windhorn-Nixdorf uh, being based in Germany, what would you say are some of the trends that you see?
2: If you follow the press and the statistics from the last weeks, especially from the last days, you can see that all the activities we are doing at Divert is doing, and NCI is doing, are helping to reduce the skimming attacks. There are new statistics available that this is dramatically going down now. That means that all the activities which are implemented from the security experts in our environment are helping to protect the ATMs against skimming.
0: Bernd, you're also with Wincor Nixdorf, and you're probably getting a, a bit of a different perspective in Germany, just as Uwe pointed out. Are there any areas that you think we should be addressing or paying attention to?
2: First of all, I would absolutely agree to uh, what Uwe just suggested. The latest figures have shown that skimming, especially in Europe, is Decreasing. Nevertheless, what troubles me most is that most of the attacks we are seeing nowadays, in terms of, well, not not necessarily new, but you know, these malware attacks, result of more and more organization of the fraudsters. The idea of somebody attacking ATMs by chance are becoming more and more outdated.
3: Tracy, hi. This is uh, Owen from NCR, and I'm just you know adding on to the comments from mm-hmm. from my colleagues here and counterparts. I, I think uh, the the last point that was just raised is, is is spot on from what we're seeing from the global perspective of NCR, and that yes, the European data on skimming certainly is showing some signs of reduction. However, we are seeing skimming still remain a uh, active and growing risk and threat in other regions uh, specifically, um, and that still remains an important attack vector that we all collectively need to work on to protect the customers with, and also agreeing that both in its frequency, magnitude, and regional expansion, the recent logical attacks, both via electronic black box and through the malware, is extremely uh, concerning because of the direct cash-out capability that this attack has on the ATM and the impact that it can bring to our customers in a very negative way very, very quickly. So I think the beam lines that we're looking at are that the traditional attack vectors remain very, very uh, active, very, very significant, but clearly the emphasis now on providing additional Uh, guidance and recommendations on how customers can protect their uh, software and and their electronic infrastructures is is growing very, very dramatically, both in priorities for us and for priorities to our customers. One of
0: the areas that I think stands out are some of these regional differences. And I'd like to get some perspective from all of you about how ATM manufacturers are addressing ATM skimming. And do you see some of these market variations that Owen has pointed out? Nick, we can start with you.
1: Um, Yeah, certainly see a lot of variation across the install base. We have attacks usually starting in certain geographies and then migrating, so we kind of watch those. As I think it was mentioned, a lot of organized crime behind this. So obviously they have the global reach now, and we see attacks begin in a certain geography and then they mature. From our standpoint, we've really had to focus very, very hard on upgrading the install base to deal with the new threats. Diebold had introduced some capabilities probably about five or six years ago with uh, anti-skimming detection prevention uh, on a standard card reader. Then we began to vary bezels to change the geometry so that the attackers could not just mass produce skimmers for the fascia of the ATM. And then we took a next step to integrate uh, third-party solutions that combine detection and jamming. Uh, Recently, Diebold has also introduced the active edge card reader, which combines a lot of technology to deal with all of the various attacks that we've seen to date, and we believe will provide a level of security well into the future.
0: Bert, let's get some perspective from the Wincor side of the house. Are there certain technologies that your company is pushing out to address ATM skimming that may vary from market to market?
2: To be honest, not that much. Uh, what we feel is that Standard skimming and standard anti-skimming have been a red race over the years. And if we do not change the base technology we are using to counterfeit this kind of attacks, it will remain, it will still be a red race in the next years. What we are suggesting is to change the process, and maybe the Active Edge could be one of those solutions. We are publishing some the technology we call optical uh, surveillance, which means we are analyzing uh, by optical means the fascia of the ATMs. From there on, it doesn't matter how you manipulate them, just the fact that it has been manipulated will raise an alarm. This should definitely stop this rage of having more and more miniaturized skimmers attached somewhere or even being distributed over uh, across over the fascia. If the banks combine new technologies with changes in their processes, this could definitely counterfeit a skimming in the future.
0: Oh, and I'd like to come back to you because you and I have discussed some of these emerging trends quite recently, actually. And I think that Bernd brings up some interesting points here about the different types of attacks. I mean, ultimately, whether it's skimming or something else, really kind of detecting what's going on with the ATM may be a better way for us to thwart some of these risks.
3: Yeah, I think first on the global distribution point, we view every attack as being able to cross borders quickly. So we don't necessarily feel that regional solutions are the answer. I think you raise a good point, and part of what this looks at is is the holistic customer experience and workflow. You have an inherent problem that we're all working for, which is the vulnerability today still resides on the magnetic stripe on the card. Certainly, there are benefits to going chip only, as there are enhanced protection against the data on a chip by itself. But as long as the stripe remains, this risk remains. So there's two ways that you look at it. You look at it from the ability to put in place a layered type of approach that both changes behavior and the risk of that information being skimmed, and I think that's a, you know something as an industry we're all trying to work at very very well. But we're also seeing significant new enhancements or innovations in how the criminals are trying to to get the data that is also bypassing what the traditional preventive measures are. So to the point of looking at it from surveillance, looking at it from Uh, The other way the data flows are very, very important. The other area that we're actively working with customers and have had successful deployments hopefully becomes a more widely accepted use case model is the use of contactless. Our capabilities today allow us to provide EMB-compliant contactless card transaction data, and many customers are using this with very, very strong early adoption successes. So we want to look to prevent skimming. Let's prevent the card from being put into some kind of device that allows for it to be skimmed, and that's going to take an industry collaboration, that's going to take working closely with customers and developing these new models, and we're also seeing you know, consumers becoming more comfortable using new types of authentication and, and transaction initiators Uh, in a way that they haven't done before. So uh, again, we're going to look at solving the problem by working continuously in the traditional, but let's also find ways of of taking it out of play.
0: Yes, let's talk a moment about EMV. And, And Nick, I'd like to start with you to get Diebold's perspective here. How has the deployment of EMV helped to curb skimming fraud in markets where EMV cards are commonplace? And let's perhaps touch on the contactless piece. I don't know how prevalent contactless card transactions are in other markets, but perhaps you could enlighten us there as well.
3: So definitely
1: from an EMV perspective, where it's deployed, the redemption fraud is dramatically reduced because it eliminates the replication of the card. Unfortunately, as long as the mag stripe continues to be on the card for backward compatibility and until the entire POS and ATM infrastructure move completely away from the magnetic stripe. We see that redemption fraud is moving to the geographies where the magnetic stripe transaction is still supported. As we stated, based on the nature of of organized crime and the fact that they do cross borders fairly easily, this data is shared quickly, and the redemption fraud continues in these geographies. So really this is something for the industry to continue to deal with And uh, contactless is a very, very good solution. Anytime that the card does not have to come in contact with the machine, that's a benefit from a security standpoint. There's also some additional security capabilities built into the various types of contactless transactions. EMV contactless is something that's very, very new. From our perspective, this is something that we're evaluating and looking at. And exactly as Owen stated, all of the goodness from a standpoint of the EMV transaction that helps us identify that the card is present to ensure that the card does not come in contact with the machine, uh, that the magnetic stripe cannot be skimmed, etc. And this is a technology that may potentially compete with contactful EMV transactions that need to be implemented in the U.S. in the near future.
0: Bern, I'd like to get some input from you here. And perhaps you could enlighten us a bit more about the difference between contact and contactless, and I don't know from an ATM manufacturing perspective how difficult this is going to be. So institutions that have ATMs in the marketplace now that are EMV compliant, is it easy to make the transition from contact to contactless?
2: Well, I guess for the manufacturer, it's easier than at the end of the day for the banks. For us, it means just mounting another type of card reader to the fascia, and due to the technologies we are using to build our ATMs, we are clearly able to do something like that problems, as my colleagues already mentioned, are more in the standardization. If it goes for EMB contactless, it's okay, but we've also seen institutions deploying contactless cards on their own. And of course, that again bears the risk in the implementation which may open loopholes for attacks against this kind of implementation. The idea of not having the card entering any kind of reader and therefore not touching the Mac Stripe as long as it is there does definitely help. Prior to this contactless implementation or in parallel to that, what we are also seeing is that banks start to roll out both cards with max stripes and chips and chip-only cards. Here in Europe, we have figures of like 95% of the customers only using the cards in the countries, which means that in most countries here, there's clearly no need for having the folder capabilities of Stripe. You can use chip everywhere. This combined with geoblocking, as I said, changing the processes, makes skimming nearly senseless for the fraudsters because they can still skim the old credit card uh, Stripe, but they cannot use them abroad and they cannot use them in the countries. So this set of data for them is worthless. Basically, that's what we are experiencing here in Europe.
0: Oh, and I'd like to come back to you for a moment to talk about some of the additional types of skimming risks that we see. Recently, NCR issued an alert, and when I say recently, it was actually in the fall, about ATM wiretapping. Would some of these contactless transactions that we're talking about address those types of risks, or would those still be a vulnerability that contactless wouldn't address?
3: What the new form of attack is trying to do is, is get around all of our efforts at protecting the insert at the card reader. So what the attack is doing is coming into the ATM and hooking up directly to the card reader. So again, yes, going to an alternative process of capturing the consumer information or the transaction initiator via contactless is, is again a, a strong way to mitigate that. Plus, there's a need for additional types of security measures in the card readers and card reader protection. To provide a solution against this new form of attack uh, and as both my colleagues also mentioned we're also seeing new development of an engineering of types of skimmers that also go further into the card reader bypassing where today's traditional form of jamming and detection are so clearly you know we have to continue to constantly innovate the solution protection and you know again and, and some of the first things, things are are you, you have to look at getting it closer internal but as I think we've all talked about, adding the consumer protection further away through other means to add that layer to protect it. You know, building bigger moats to protect the castle is, is going to be important um, to continue to stay ahead of the negative innovation
0: that we're seeing in the criminal environment. This is the end of the first part of a panel interview series with Jorg Engelhardt and Nick Ballett of Diebold, Uwe Krause and Bernd Redeker of Wincor-Nixdorf, and Owen Wilde of NCR. Please be sure to join us for part two, when we will discuss how ATM manufacturers are joining forces to share information about emerging threats. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Thank you for listening.